You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? You can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hey, welcome into the program. Matt, Jay, Lars, Brittany, and we've got to do this right out of the chute. Come here, Lars. You got to get on this camera right here. Everybody, look at the stream yard. Look at this. Look, look at this little fella. Excuse me. Whoa, little girl. That little little girl. girl. Yeah, little girl. Uh, would you introduce this little girl to uh, yes. our audience? Charlotte Anderson <laughs> is in the house. And- uh, oh, well, it's always cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, um, my uh, my grandmother's name was Charlotte, and okay. so uh, this is in honor of her. And Charlotte is a uh, Cavapoo, which is a mixed breed. It's a cross between a uh, the Cavalier King Charles Spaniard uh, and a uh, Poodle, and they're known to be outgoing, playful, and curious. Can- can you turn towards our... She's super uh, cute. Bird's yeah. There you go. Now, that's a good look at Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte, super she cute. weighs all of um, 4.2 pounds right now. Uh, I like little dogs. I'm comfortable enough in my 
manhood. personhood. In your manhood. <laughs> yes, to have little dogs. Um, I have big dogs. What does that say about me? My womanhood. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I went to South Carolina, got her yesterday, and um, she did great on the drive home. It's a lot of driving yesterday. Um, and uh, she didn't get car sick, didn't, didn't pee on me. Uh, wow. but, uh, Two good but, 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 but Brittany, I forgot how taxing it is to have a puppy. I mean, we were up <laughs> at, uh, two, up at four, up at seven and just making sure, you know, taking her outside and she did her business and, and she wouldn't drink any water unless, uh, it was out of the cup that I had. She wouldn't eat Aww. any food unless I hand fed it to her. So, uh, we got a ways to go, but, uh, how I'm old excited. is she? She is right at, uh, nine weeks. Okay. Hey, She'll get there. True puppy. Yeah. I mean, it's hey, not- Jay, welcome into your show, uh, your show, title show, uh, which has now been overtaken by Charlotte. I love it. Yeah. Congratulations, Matt, your grandfather. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Be, uh, yeah. Every time I go on the road now, Charlotte is going to be staying at, uh, at Matt's house. When properly trained. When properly trained. That's why I, I, but yeah, I'm trying to postpone all trips for uh, my upcoming book uh, until Charlotte is trained. We're working uh, on it. She dog. is a, a cute that's little dog. puppy. Yeah. I'm sure Kennedy would dog sit. Okay. So keep that in mind. Uh, for a small fee, of course. Of course. Kennedy is your teenager, correct? <laughs> right. She's decided she needs to earn money, which I'm all in favor of. So. Uh, to my knowledge, Lars doesn't pay. Well, no, actually, I actually pay. I pay. I pay too well. I, I've had uh, our mutual friend Kip. Uh, his daughter is always calling now and asking to dog sit. And um, but yeah, hey, Brittany, you know you can. She, Kennedy could babysit and I dog know, sit at, at the, the same, same time. time. And if she was just a little bit older, she could house sit. All right. Do all all three at once, but. So, hey, she would look at this dog yawning. That was the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm so distracted. Well, Jay, it's uh, pretty apparent I've lost control of your show yeah. already. <laughs> um, but, you know, I was talking to Joe Gaither, one of our many, many fine producers, just before we opened the mics. What the heck are we going to talk about? I mean, I ha- this I is plenty. one of those days. I have you got plenty. Please, Brittany. Nothing to do with while sports, you're here. though. Oh. But it's okay. <laughs> Jay, what would you be your lead today? Dive into it. Let's go. No, but the lead is Brittany. Let Brittany lead. Diving? Go for it. Go. Oh, I'm the lead? <laughs> no, I really, I had an interesting um, day yesterday. So I went to Meridian to get my hair done. Uh, that's nuts. I realize that, but I still drive two hours to Mississippi to get my hair done because I love my hair stylist or whatever the politically the correct term is for, for her. She's amazing. She's been doing my hair for a very long time, and I'm just like, when it's not broke, don't fix it. So I drive two hours to for her to do my hair. So I, I knew I was going to go get my hair done yesterday. Well, I kept seeing on social media one of the, like the director of photography from Last Chance You, the cinematographer from Last Chance You. I kept seeing his, him post on Instagram about being in Mississippi. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, what are they doing? Like, they are filming another season of Last Chance You at East Mississippi. Why are they in Meridian? So, anyway, I hit them up yesterday. And I, I got to hang out with them all day, all night last night. Spent the night in Meridian. Drove back this morning. Like, my, my whole crew, the whole crew. Like, all of the – it was the exact – the 
Greg Whiteley, the producer of Last Chance, she was there. His wife was there. His kid, his son was there. Like my wow. my sound tech, my camera guy, like everybody from the show, the crew. Which those guys become your family. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in your they're re- filming you every day for twenty, you know, all day. And I have not seen them. We were trying to figure it out, and it has been at least we figured out it had been at least four years since we had all seen each other. We had the best time, like just reminiscing about the show, and I, it was just so much fun. But I cannot tell you they are they are filming a documentary in Mississippi. It is not at East Mississippi. It is not a football. It's not Last Chance U. They're going in a completely different direction, and it's going to be really good. And that's all I can say. Oh come on! It's a slow day. I'll tell you off. Take one for the team. Take <laughs> one for the team. Go the, ahead and tell them. I can't. I can't. The, the one time I worked on a documentary. Uh, it, uh, it was on, on Lawrence Phillips and ended up going running on Showtime. And I was with the uh, about seven other people uh, for an extended amount of time. You know, we traveled all over the country together, especially we were in uh, Los Angeles for about uh, two and a half weeks. Um, we had a really, like, we thought we could walk to this one restaurant. We didn't realize we had to walk through Skid Row. Oh, I'd never experienced, I'd never been to Skid Row before in LA and it's, uh, yeah, it was a kind of a frightening, uh, it, very strange experience. Uh, people just coming up and touching you and yeah, not all that pleasant. That happens but, to you but, in the parking. Yeah. But, but you know, uh, it, it's, it, it's so cliche to say, but what I remember most now when I look back on that or when I reflect back on that experience is not necessarily the final product, but it's the relationships that I formed. Yeah. And uh, and to this day, all of us are still so very close. Yeah, it, it, it like we, that's what we were talking about about just how close we all became, and you know, when talking about being together every day, and like, and and you know, I said what I started realizing is people always ask me, "Do you forget the cameras there?" And you know, you you don't. I mean, I think people are lying when they say, "Yeah, you forget." I don't think you forget the cameras there, but what happens is you start to be such good friends with the human being behind the camera that you stop talking to the camera and you start talking to him, you know, and then you realize, oh gosh, I just said that <laughs> on air. Um, but I just became such good friends with them that like, I, I don't know, it was so comfortable and we just kind of became a family and um, it was really, really good to see them and yeah, Matt, hang out Matt, this is a question for both you and Brittany. How important is a good producer, the the person behind the camera? I'll go to you, Matt. You want to just go with the basics of a videographer? Uh, they're essential and get know them, love them, buy them steaks because they've got everything to do with your story. Yeah. I mean, you, I, I won't go into any great detail, but if they don't like you, uh, some of those uh, pieces of video are going to be a little fuzzy. Uh, might be a little bit behind that play. You really needed to make that story. Uh, but producers are essential too, but producers can also be the biggest nuisance in the yeah. yeah. Um, if Greg, they're not good, uh, they they make everything worse. W- yeah. What was your experience with your, the Thankfully, producers? Thankfully, he is an, an amazing human being. I mean, you know, the thing about a show like that, when you're filming every day, there's so much footage. And, I mean, when you're trying to scale down all that footage into eight hours, I mean, because essentially there was eight episodes in season one and each episode was about an hour. So you're scaling down a whole year <laughs> of footage down to eight hours. There's a, there's a lot on the cutting room floor. And, and I mean, they have a lot of power in how they edit certain things. And, um, 
you know, thank goodness that Greg Whiteley is a good person and, and wanted to actually tell a story that could make a difference. And he wasn't out to tell a story that was full of like drama or create drama or, um, you know, he really wanted to tell the story of those players and, and, and Coach Stevens and me and like what was really going on, you know, in, in junior college football. And, but he did it in such a, a fantastic way. Um, so thank goodness, you know, for him and, and just his heart because it could have been bad. <laughs> um, we have a guest coming up. Roger Hoover is our regular guest on Wednesdays at 1215, and uh, he is coming up. We're going to go there. Uh, by the way, Jay, welcome to your own show. Uh, Hello. I love, great stuff. I love it. Yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. So you just, but uh, hey, I want to remind everybody we're presented just by kick your feet Top up. Golf of Birmingham. Exactly. So we're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. We've got Top Golf. We call it the bowling of this generation. Absolutely love it. All the great fun, food, and drinks, and all the great uh, times you'll have at Top Golf. Also driven by Sunny King Ford. On the sunny side of the street, go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. Hi, Roger Hoover with CTSN coming up next. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, humid summer afternoon. The chance of a few scattered storms through the evening hours. Today's high 95, the low tonight 77. Tomorrow, partially sunny with scattered mostly afternoon and evening thunderstorms. The high also 95. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Brittany, Lars Anderson, Charlotte Anderson, and also joining us on our hotline is Roger Hoover from the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Roger, is it hot enough in Tuscaloosa? I think it is, definitely. Uh, anytime you're feeling like triple digits, that's hot enough for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a chance of the heat index being 110 today. Oh. Ah, uh, just, uh, and guess what? We got three more months of this. Okay, uh, let's move along. Uh, the last, literally, what, four or five days, Alabama has hit the throttle on recruiting. Nobody should be surprised, should they, Roger? 
No, not at all with how hard this staff works, uh, both in the transfer portal and what they're able to do, uh, you know, continuing to beat with high school prospects. And uh, I know the camp evaluation period is really important in the last month. And, yeah, definitely uh, some of the momentum on the recruiting trail is not hard to believe with how this staff continues to recruit year after year over the decade plus they've been in Tuscaloosa. Roger, so far, how do you uh, how would you assess how Alabama's recruiting is going for the class of 2023? Well, I don't follow recruiting with my role uh, with the uh, football team, the network. But, uh, again, from what I see, they continue to bring in a lot of talented prospects. And I think the evaluation that this staff is able to do is just different than others around the country. So anytime they go on a streak like this, definitely not surprised. You know, Roger, it's yeah, uh, that time of year oh, where – Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Lars. Go ahead, Jay. Oh, I, ahead, I was just going to say, uh, I, I was just talking to uh, some high school kids the other day, and um, if they get any attention at all from Alabama, especially like if they get an invite to an Alabama camp, suddenly they go from off the radar to, uh, wow, they're a three-, four-star recruit, and, and, and everybody wants them. And that is just the power that uh, Alabama holds right now in the recruiting world. Just an observation, again, I, talking to a, a couple different kids around the country, and they are asking me, Jay, and I'll just go straight to you, Jay, uh, they are asking me to uh, if they could send their huddle tape to me so then I could pass it along to your son, Jay, who is a graduate assistant, who then could put it in front of Nick Saban. I mean, it, it, it's crazy that uh, how, uh, again, how influential Alabama is in at least creating perception of how good a high school football player is. And, Jay, I'll just let you react to that and uh, then talk to Roger. Yeah, it's amazing how um, the, the impact that he's made since he got there. And you're right. I mean, there's a lot of student athletes that once they, they become a, a three-star to a four-star, four-star to a five-star. And, you know, look, they're, they're, they really don't look at that, to be honest. They've got their own kind of process, the way that they do things. And they, they're not paying attention to all the different recruiting analysts and stuff. they got guys they do that in the way that they measure out the metrics of each player, and and that makes them that makes them special. And they're able to get those players. But um, some, uh, as Matt brought up, Rogers, some big names they've got recently. Or they got an offensive lineman, they call him an old school type of offensive lineman that likes to uh, pancake people. But they said they probably will have to work on his uh, as protection. But just talk about as far as the summer right now and. This is that pivotal time, you know, for a lot of the players and coaches to kind of have a chance to break away a little bit away from football, come back and really start making a focus back in as a closer training camp. Yeah, SBC coming up as well. Yeah, I think we're all really looking forward to being in Atlanta for SEC Media Days in a couple of weeks. Uh, just to see what the storylines are, to see if it's going to continue to be uh, all about Alabama and Georgia in the West and the East, or people are going to be talking more about could the SEC possibly add some teams uh, to get up to 16 like the Big Ten has done. And then I think a lot of it's just going to be uh, waiting to see what else happens around the Big Ten expansion or the Pac-12, what the ACC and Big 12 may do, and I think uh, for this Alabama football team, expectations are going to be really sky high based off of what they were able to do 
last year based off everybody that's coming back, some of the exciting new additions, and uh, I really can't wait for SEC Media Days. I know the players right now are making sure they're focused on uh, their strength and conditioning work because, like you said, this is a critical time of the year to make sure they get those gains in both muscle mass and uh, also the speed as well. I think this staff does a really good job maximizing the speed of all these different student-athletes and can't wait to see it all come together. Our guest is Roger Hoover from the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Roger, there's about 18 different directions, plus some, that we can go when we're talking about conferences, realignment, and schools moving. I'm just going to go cut to the one question that I, I, I would like to know the answer to. Where will Notre Dame be in the very near future? I would have to think the Big Ten at this point, just based off all of the uh, regional rivalries they already have, in the Big Ten footprint, and then you add in uh, USC, who they've played uh, against every year for years. I-, I would have to say it makes the most sense. Now, I know the grant of rights with the ACC makes it tough for Notre Dame to go anywhere else, uh, and I still don't know all the legalese that it would have required to make a move like that. But I think if Notre Dame were to join the Big Ten, I think the ACC would really be in crisis mode at that point. Now, if Notre Dame could go to the ACC, that really may help save that conference and make sure that programs like Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina don't start looking around and trying to leave. Because I believe I read over the weekend that if four schools were to break away, I believe the grant of rights would uh, completely go away and there would be a chance uh, for other schools to find other new homes and the league may go away at that point. But uh, if Notre Dame were able to join the ACC, that would certainly save that league. But I I think based off everything we've heard at this point, I think it'd be a smart bet for Notre Dame to go to the Big Ten based on off all the money they were able to get there. And I think that would kind of trump as well the NBC deal that they've had for years. Yeah, Roger, I'm with you 100%. I, I think Notre Dame is going to go to the Big Ten uh, just because right now it, it certainly appears that there's two heavyweights, right, that are uh, they're gaining uh, strength by the day, and that is – the SEC and the Big Ten, and I can't see uh, Notre Dame aligning themselves with the ACC when there could be a chance that the ACC ends up disintegrating. But uh, and and I think just culturally and uh, geographically, although geographics don't seem to make a, a, a difference anymore, but but uh, it just all makes sense uh, for the Big Ten to take on Notre Dame. Roger, can you give us an update on Alabama basketball? Uh, anything interesting happening both with the men's team and the women's team at this point? And, and what are the players doing at, at this point? Well, there's a good mixture right now of individual workouts plus some team workouts. I interviewed Nate Oates last week for our show, Crimson Drive, on the Crimson Tide Sports Network, and he talked about uh, that usually this time of the year would be mostly individual work, but they are getting in some more five-on-five because they do have a... Uh... And there we go. Go ahead, continue, Roger. Sorry. That might have been his phone. Okay, I think Roger's back up. Go ahead, Roger. Sorry we lost you there. Oh, sorry. We're efforting to get Roger back. But, um, yeah, Matt, what is uh, your expectation of Notre Dame? I think they end up in the Big Ten. I I think it makes sense geographically. I think it makes sense culturally. Um, I think that will be a huge lick for the Big Ten. Uh, Might even pull them them close to the SEC when it's... You know, you're looking at everything now with the addition of 
good grief, USC and UCLA and the entire West Coast. Roger, uh, can you pick up where you were there? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think NATO to really stress in an interview he did with me last week on the Crimson Tide Sports Network that they are looking at some more five-on-five work for the Crimson Tide, uh, making sure they're ready to go for the Europe Tour that's coming up in August. And I know uh, women's basketball can say the same thing for how they're trying to build. Uh, it was exciting to see women's basketball and announce that they're headed to the Bahamas during Thanksgiving week. So I uh, really look forward to being in a Thanksgiving tournament, uh, playing on Monday and Tuesday of that week against, I believe, Utah and Wake Forest. So that was certainly good to see. We know the men's team will be in the PK-80 in Portland, Oregon that weekend as well uh, around the Iron Bowl in football. So uh, that's going to be a very busy week coming up, uh, Thanksgiving week. But I know there's a lot of excitement with Crimson Tide basketball. Nate Oates has really gushed about some of the newcomers that he had, as well as uh, Namari Burnett, who continues to return from injury and is getting closer to being a full go and at 100%. And hopefully a bad season start, he'll be able to help out the Crimson Tide, the point guard position. Uh, and then, of course, we can't wait to have Javon Quinterly back on the court at some point during the season as well. And, and Roger, I know this isn't necessarily new news, but can you just recap some of the new faces that we can look forward to seeing on the, time. On, on, the, on the Alabama uh, basketball team? Yeah, there are some really good pieces that have uh, transferred in. Uh, Mark Sears coming from Ohio, I think, is one of those key players that is, you know, big body, is able to shoot. Uh, just uh, so many guys that can factor into what this offense wants to do. And I think that's the great thing that NATO continues to talk about. The recruiting efforts that they've had all throughout the years as they continue getting their type of player in, uh, and that means there's some size, there's some speed, and also the ability to shoot from outside. Roger, thanks for your time. By the way, uh, you actually have a little time off. Well, you going to do anything fun over the summer if I can just, you know, engage into your personal time here? <laughs> yeah, next week I'm heading uh, back to the first coast of Florida where I spent uh, eight years as a baseball broadcaster in Jacksonville uh, with the uh, Jumbo Shrimp, now the AAA affiliate of the Marlins. I'm headed down to St. Augustine uh, with my wife for a week there to kind of relax, awesome. and then I'll be back at it the next week for SEC Media Day. So, yeah, looking forward to a little bit of time off. St. Augustine's where all the old, that's where I go, Roger, where all the old people. <laughs> I'm an old soul. Not really. A, as we talked about, no one looks uh, old this more than me. We mentioned that last week. I'm a very old soul. Yep. Thank you, Roger. We'll talk again next week. Thank you, guys. Roger Hooper from the Crimson Tide Sports Network. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. Brittany's in the house. Charlotte's in the house. And, of course, you got Loris and you got Jay. And you got all of us coming back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX 
technicians also received the highest level of certification and continued training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. There's a port on a western bay, and it serves a hundred ships a day. Lonely sailors pass the time away and talk about their homes. Then there's a girl. The World Games opening ceremonies tomorrow night, seven thirty, Detective Stadium. Looking forward. Will you guys, and by the way, this is the Jay Barker Show. I'm Matt Coulter. Jay's with us. Lars is with us. Brittany's with us. Brittany, will you make total transparency here? 
All right. Will you make a concerted effort to go watch at least one sport? Hey, <laughs> nobody is going to throw any penalties. Um, well, let's see. Um, I will be out of town for most of the world games because I leave Saturday for the beach. So I'm going to miss most of it. Will I go? I just saw where billiards is the first like event, which I mean, that could be exciting. I don't know. I really would. I would love. I would really like to go to the hip hop. There's like hip hop dancing, which I would love to do that. But I, it's going to be when I'm out of town, so I can't go. But, Bars, you know. That yeah, was my take I, uh, to, to watch bowling. <laughs> well, I, I have my uh, uh, my kiddos are definitely excited to go. And um, by the way, we're going to have Joseph Goodman from Ale dot com join us at uh, one fifteen. He has a terrific column out today about uh, the world games and why employers across not just the city but the state should give their employees time off to come and enjoy the world games. And, you know, it's a big deal. And I know locally here it may not seem as big as it is, but over in Europe, like people really look forward to it and there are going to be uh europeans and and uh, people from uh, different continents coming and uh for the 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 10 days that that the uh that the games run and uh i've already been down to um that uh the the new 10 block uh, long city walk which is uh located sort of underneath um <clears throat> the interstate there downtown where the World Games Plaza is located and uh as uh, as Joe points out in his column and there's some pretty cool um pretty cool events uh, tug of war who doesn't like tug of war That's cool yeah yeah uh break dancing i would love to see this sumo wrestling beach handball sumo wrestling i think is the only sport that's already sold out really now, I, I heard that. Please. Everybody wants Contact to Contact your ticket agent for sure, but that's just something I heard. Can, canopy piloting? What is that? People jump out of a uh, of an airplane, parachute at a high speed, no uh, down to a pond, and then uh, dance across the water for style points. <laughs> this is at Barber <laughs> Motorsports Park. Uh, yes. That's um, something I need to... Uh, maybe, that's on Saturday, July 11th, Matt. Maybe we can um, get uh, your grandkids and my kids oh, and, sure. and head out to Barber and, and make a day of watching canopy piloting. Um, so, look, I, I know it is easy, again, to kind of say, ha-ha, whatever. You know, we're a, we're a football state here, but... There, a lot of people have put a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of effort. This is a big deal. Uh, it's the biggest uh, event that Birmingham, I would argue. I've only lived here 15 years. Matt, you, you'd have a better perspective than me. But uh, I think from a global perspective, this is the biggest event that Birmingham has ever hosted. Am I, am I correct in that? Uh, in 96, we held a friendly with Mexico at Legion Field. And it was packed and it was wonderful. Now, it was a friendly, so it wasn't the Olympics, but uh, I just remember going and taking all my children, and that was huge. Jay, there is an event which you can meddle in called (laughs) life-saving. What is that? Matt, we've been through that one before. They throw it like a... (laughs) (laughs) Inside Uh, inside inside joke. joke. Uh, 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 (laughs) Oh, 
I guess they put like a, a crash test dummy, dummy in, in, in the water and they go out there and save it. But, Jay, I know you've got oh, well. tickets, so you're planning on going. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to try to get out and see a few things. Again, I'm like Brittany. I'm going to be out of town uh, coming up uh, later next week. But um, this is, I mean, the vision of Larry Lankford. I mean, the late Larry Lankford. Think about when he was mocked and everybody joked about the fact when he talked about bringing the Olympics to Birmingham and he even talked about canoeing down the Cahaba River. They're going to be canoeing down the Cahaba River. They're going to be doing a lot of this stuff and using a lot of the facilities <laughs> that Larry Lankford talked about many, many years ago. And everybody made fun of him for that and he was just trying to bring attention to Birmingham, and um, he, he was a great visionary for things like this, which is why we had Vision Land, which we still have, which is now a water park, and I forget the name of this Alabama Adventure or whatever it's been named now. But um, that was his dream, was to have something like this. So uh, it's here. It's going to be a great ceremony coming up uh, tomorrow for opening night and opening ceremonies and a lot of great uh, people that will be a part of that. So, uh, yeah, this is great for Birmingham. The world is on the world stage, and, Hopefully, uh, it's going to go down very smoothly. I know this is is, is largely the biggest event that Birmingham's had um, ever. I mean, nothing like this compares to, I mean, even the college games that we've had. I mean, yeah, as far as big in our minds, but as far as the amount of people that are coming in from all over the world, uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, and congratulations to all the people that have done this. And uh, I know Nick Sellers, and you guys know him as well. He's kind of been leading the charge. Uh, I remember back when Scott Myers, who's a part of the Admiral Sports, or head of the Admiral Sports Hall of Fame, and uh, he came in, did an interview when they won uh, the World Games uh, bid. And that's been uh, years back. And thinking that, you know, 2022 was so far, or 2021 is supposed to be what it was, but uh, it got moved a, a year behind because of COVID. But thinking how far out that was seemed to be. And that, uh, you know, they got so much time to prepare, get ready, all that stuff. And now they, you know, they have all these other ox- uh, obstacles that kind of got in their way with COVID in 2020 and uh, other things. But they've done a ter- terrific job. I think it's going to be a Beautiful setting at uh, protective the opening night and the closing night as well as well as all the uh, different activities going to happen all throughout our city. Yeah, and you guys, I I, I have to emphasize this: uh, the, the new downtown city walk. I mean, it is world class, and what is really um, striking about it, it's the skateboarding park. And uh, look. This Birmingham is going to be the skateboarding mecca of the southeast. I'm, it's between 16th and 18th Street North, and it is such high quality um, that uh, it was designed by um, uh, skate park de- skate park designers from California. Uh, it took seven months to build, and uh, it really does. I mean, it's it, it's a work of art. And now Birmingham going forward because of this. And I encourage everybody just to, to walk down there. It, it is it is beautiful. They they put, did not spare any expense on this. Birmingham would, is now in position to one day host the X Games. I'm not kidding, or perhaps a, a skateboarding world championship. And uh, this is like you know no small thing for the for the city, and um, it's uh, it, it's just something you never could have imagined when I first moved here, Matt. How downtown seemed to be kind of in full decay, especially right around that area underneath I-20. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily want to go there after dark. And now uh, it is uh, it is somewhere where you would want to take your kids. Uh, and and um, I think it's a, it's going to be pretty, pretty um, eye-opening for a lot of people to see it. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a mile and a half, but it's a linear park. 
And uh, City Walk is the official name. It's 10 blocks long, and it's, um, as, as I mentioned, it's located underneath I-59-29 bridges between 15th and, and 25th uh, streets north. And um, AL Dot uh, built the park, or All Dot built the park, and uh, it's going to pass it off to the BJCC for day-to-day operations. Um, and uh, it, it's really, it's really something, Matt. I've only driven by it, and I think most of the time I went down there was when we were going to the games, stallions. Um, so it was still a lot of it was un, under construction. It was a very difficult area to navigate just simply because of the traffic. So I don't think I've gotten as good a look at it as you have, but world skateboard championships? I'm not a big skateboarder. My son was for a while, but that would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, X Games, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and, and because now you're, we're, the infrastructure is being put in place. And, and I've argued this for a long time, especially after I went down to Rio, covered the 2016 Olympics, and then saw what happened just two years later. I mean, in Rio, all of these, uh, um, uh, all of these venues that were put in place that were supposed to be transformed into schools and, and other great things for the infrastructure of Rio, you know what they're doing? They're just rotting. They're decaying. And, and uh, it basically, it, it, it bankrupted uh, it, not only just the city, but uh, the country of Brazil. And so I, 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 I argue that uh, the, I think the, the permanent home of the Summer Olympics should be in Greece and that the Winter Olympics should rotate to maybe uh, four different venues that already have infrastructure in place because it just doesn't make sense to always build up infrastructure, bankrupt the uh, city, the country uh, in, in doing it because you never get your money back on that investment. And then uh, you see these things become uh, white elephants and, and fall into decay. But uh, I think for this, the World Games, uh, that um, now there is going to be, again, infrastructure in place that, that, um, at, that leaders of Birmingham will be able to uh, legitimately put bids on different, uh, different events, such as uh, you know, skateboarding, competitions and and the x games if any of y'all go ahead i mean protective stadium was like huge you know i mean i mean we i don't think we would have been able to host without that and then just the events that can come into that stadium in the future um huge i'm not a big skateboarding person but i mean i do think that that's you know there is research out there that shows that cities that have skateboarding parks and things like that for kids to do that um, keeps them, you know, occupied off the streets and a place for them to go and skateboard. And then they're not skateboarding down City Hall stairs. And, you know, <laughs> that's good. Everybody my, needs something. My son Lincoln just got a skateboarding haircut. Uh-oh. Yeah, that was, I was not too pleased I got about a, that. Uh, you're going to have to explain to me what a skateboarding <laughs> haircut is. Uh, and, and by the way... Uh, has anybody ever heard of fourth ball? K O R F B A L L. No. I hadn't until I just read about it. Lars, are you an expert? Uh, Could no. you broadcast okay. fourth ball? Uh, no, I couldn't do that. There's also fist ball, which I. Now that that's I all up, I'll say. 
yesterday. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's, it's kind of a form of a spiking of volleyball. Okay. <laughs> but I'll explain what korfball is on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, humid summer afternoon. The chance of a few scattered storms through the evening hours. Today's high 95, the low tonight 77. Tomorrow, partially sunny with scattered, mostly afternoon and evening thunderstorms. The high also 95. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Jay Barker Show, Jay Lars, Brittany, Joe Josh, Hardy. I mean, the gang is literally all here, and we need all hands on deck. One ten today in the shade, heat index, unbelievable. All right, fourth ball. There is a basketball-like hoop, no backboard. It kind of sits there on top of an eleven and a half foot pole, and Teams of four male or female play against another team of four and four. It is a mixed sex. You could do a deep dive on that one, but I'm not going there. Um, this picture, though, looks like it's more like four old four. Whatever the case may be, it's like throwing a volleyball into a basketball goal without a backboard. So do you have to keep the ball in the air the whole time? It looks like you don't. Is it like volleyball where you have to keep the ball in the air the whole time? I don't think you're trying to swat it in the hoop. Doesn't look like you dribble. Looks like you just pass it around. Looks so hard. Yeah, it's and and it looks like the circumference of the goal is even smaller than basketball, and it actually does look like they're using a soccer ball. What? What are they on the grass? Uh, I've seen one video where they're actually playing on a basketball court. This one looks like they're playing on, like, a large tennis court, like Wimbledon. Doesn't that look like grass? And then the area around the goal, kind of like a big lane. Anyway. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, a website. Where is this sport popular? Like, is there a country where this sport is? I think it started in Norway. Okay. Uh, Amsterdam. Okay. (laughs) Go figure. Hey, Lars, go take this ball. So indoor. Throw it in the... Throw it over there, man. So, uh, the World Games was announced to come to Birmingham back in January of 2015. And uh, you guys remember the, the countdown clock, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> what, what, it was at, uh, gosh, I think at like 2,000 days. It seemed like not not that long ago. But, um, I mean, since <laughs> since then... Uh, let's see, there's been three national championship seasons for the Crimson Tide, uh, three Heisman Trophy winners, Donald Trump's entire presidency, and, uh, oh, yes, a pandemic. Um, but, um, wow. yeah, so it, it's just known as a, uh, a 
a competition for sports that aren't really part of the Olympics. And, and uh, yeah, corf ball, tug of war, canoe polo. That'd be kind of fun. Um, I did but, see. Uh, uh, there are also sports that we're familiar with: softball, flag football, bowling. How about is, orienteering? Uh, see that what one? Is that? Wow! Go find something. It looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's probably map reading. I don't. I didn't go seek. <laughs> so, uh, uh, <laughs> Russia. Or like a scavenger hunt. Oh God! It reminds me of a Monty Python skit where they had <laughs> the awesome. Olympic. Yeah. I'd, have you seen that? Yeah. It takes the guy 11 years to find him. It's just. Russia dominated the last World Games, which were in Poland, in 2017. They took home 63 medals, uh, the most of any country. But uh, Russia and uh, Belarusian athletes have been banned uh, from uh, the competition here because of the invasion of Ukraine. So there are a total of 81 medals uh, up for grabs. And uh, we'll see how many the U.S. can take home. I did see that the economic impact for Birmingham is supposed to be between 15 and $17 million for hosting this. I would think it would be higher. What do I know about economics? I've read read $256 million. What? No. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. You talk about restaurant bars, hotels. I think you're talking about per day. Maybe I was... Maybe (laughs) whatever article I read... (laughs) 15 to 17, but maybe it was now, per day. They are having softball at the mat. I will go to that. I would I would like to see that. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show, hour one over. Up next, two. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa, and they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. And look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamer. It's a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC.letterO. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. 
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. You heard it, Jay Barker Show. Gang is here, including Women on Wednesdays. That is Brittany Wagner of Last Chance U fame. Appreciate everybody that's dialed us up and tuned us in on uh, our many streaming platforms. It is what we say in the biz, kind of a slow day. But Brittany's here to change that. (laughs) With Uh, all the interesting topics here. Okay, so on Twitter, there is a poll with the top 12 college football programs that have had the most hits on social media in the month of June. So only the month of June, college football only programs that have had the most hits on social media this in the month of June. There's a top 12 list. Anybody want to take a stab, Matt? Stab I, at number one or top five? I would say based on Arch and all Texas. Okay. I will go with Georgia. Oh, okay. Jay, you chiming in? I'm, think, I'm thinking, yeah. I, um, I, I like the Texas. That was going to be my first one as well, or anywhere Arch is looking because everybody was watching that. Maybe maybe it's um, USC or UCLA with all the the topics, and but that really came out later June, I guess, right? Yeah. Okay, y'all are all wrong. <laughs> Gee, that's the first time we've ever heard that. <laughs> no surprise. <laughs> Let the, uh, let the woman in the room tell you that you're all wrong. No, it's Ohio State. Ohio State had 535,000 hits to their college football program in the month of June. Number two was Texas with 392,000. Oklahoma. Well, that's a big difference. It is. It is. Which I don't I don't know why Ohio State. I mean, what happened um, to Ohio State football in all. the month of June? Well, and they trademarked the word the. Oh, that's right. Uh, and <laughs> also, uh, Ryan Day has been pretty upfront about uh, NIL and what it will cost uh, uh, Ohio State, in his estimation, yeah, yeah. to uh, compete for a national championship. And that roughly came down to $14 million, but I'm sure it's much higher than that now, considering Arch Manning is reportedly getting that much money in year one alone. Yeah. Oklahoma came in number three. Michigan State, which, what, was a four. Really? <laughs> now, Georgia was five. So, Auburn and Alabama came in at 11 and 12. Auburn came in at 11 with 175,000 hits, and a- Alabama came in 12th with 156,000 That's not going to go over well. No. The only other, well, uh, Tennessee was in, LSU was six, Tennessee seven, Florida eight. Number nine was Penn State. There's a lot of Penn State fans out there. It's a big school. Yep. And then number 10 yep. was West Virginia. Wow. I'm, I'm guessing West because Virginia. there was some realignment talk 
with them in, in June, maybe? Maybe that was what that was about? Oh, it was because Jimbo and Nick were arguing, so everybody was trying to find out what's going on with <laughs> That's right. That wasn't a stretch, was it, Lars? <laughs> there you go. Who, who knows? Um, that's, that's really interesting. West Virginia seems to be the outlier there. But, um, yeah, I, I think Ohio State being number one going away, it, it, it underscores just how big the alumni is. And um, and that also is going to help with NIL. Um, and uh, who did you say number two was? Texas? Texas. Yeah, Texas. I think that reflects Arch Manning and the pursuit of Arch Manning and just uh, also NIL. And, and everybody wants sort of updates on on what is happening with uh, their recruiting class. Uh, is Texas A&M in the top 12? No. What Texas about Notre A&M Dame? is not. Notre Dame is not. That that surprises me about as much as West Virginia being, did you say ninth? West Virginia was 10. What shocked yeah. me was Michigan State at four. That seems really high. Yeah, it does. For football? Um, Mel Tucker has done a really good job there, and I, I believe he just got a, a contract extension. But... Um, Nothing <laughs> jumps to the top of my mind of why Michigan State would be uh, sort of big over social media right now. Yeah. Other than the fact, you know, the, the different schools, and, and Jay knows a lot about this uh, through his uh, connections with Influencer. Um, it, it, a, lot, a lot of this depends on how the, and, and Jay, you can explain this better than me, of how the traffic is dream, being driven and what you are doing to promote yourself and your school to get these hits on social media, correct? Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, Jim Cavell, who is the founder of Influencer, and, and I watched, and you did too, and, and uh, a lot of us saw the birthing of that coming out of Birmingham and where that's gone. I think there are now close to 3,500 different schools, um, maybe 2,500 different schools. I forget the number, but it's up there now. And, and all the major ones. And, and what they do is they, they have got uh, n- contracts with uh, not only photographers that are with uh, the Associated Press, with uh, different um, um, you know, places where they can get the photographs immediately uh, to the athletes to where they can post them. They help them with storylines. They do just all kinds of stuff. And they, you know, they merge with Teamworks, which is a huge outfit that pretty much handles everything for mo- almost all the schools now. But I, I really think it goes back to that. I think that you know it, it's amazing i should have pulled the trigger on Iowa State. i thought that based on the fan base uh but i didn't think there was much news out of it and you know the ryan day stuff was important and all that i think it's also and, and not to bash any of the uh the departments as far as you know g- getting out there on social media and, and putting out great content but it's really about content i mean what are you putting out what are the athletes putting out what is the school putting out and um you know because we know coach saban is not on social media i mean if he was how much higher do you think that number would go if he was putting out anything on his own personal social media each and every day? That, that would really increase Alabama's uh, chances of uh, you know, being a lot higher uh, probably in, in that particular um, poll or not poll, but um, statistics and in the stats there based that, on the numbers. So, yeah, it's all, it's all about stories. And Yeah, go ahead. No, that, that, that raises a great question. Is Nick Saban going to be sort of the last great coach who is not on social media? Can you get a job at a high-profile high school without having a high-profile social media presence? Your thoughts, too. 
I, I mean, I think it's tough because that's, you know, that's what these the recruits like. That's what these players. This is what they do all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think when you're, I mean, you look at Lane Kiffin and how good he is at it. And I don't know if y'all follow him on Twitter, but yeah. I do. And my Twitter it's feed great. is full of nothing but Lane Kiffin tweets because now he's got the dog. He so he got a dog named Juice, and Juice is like he's he's Juice. He's created Juice his own Twitter. Handle. I, I need Charlotte. Charlotte and needs so to have her it, own Yeah. So it is like constant with Juice and then Lane and then, and but it's so good. Oh, and it's Charlotte's he Web. He gets so many. Char- oh, Charlotte's that's Web. Good. Oh, that's, that's Jake really Parker. good. Creativity. That is just the, that's the perfect name. Uh, I'll tell you that's what so would good. motivate Nick Saban to get involved on social media is if it helped him in recruiting. And if it helped him in NIL, and that's what I wanted to ask y'all. Ohio State has over a half a million. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 535,000. Do, do, do you not show that to somebody coming in as an NIL? Say, hey, look, we're number one in the nation as far as hits on our site. Yeah. By the way, that's going to mean a lot of money yeah. for you, too. Yeah. yeah. You, you go show that to corporates. Yeah. You go show it to sponsors. Not so much even the athletes. You're, uh, you put it to the businesses. Let them see that. Yeah, don't you think the uh, what's high tide? What's the collective at Alabama? Well, they only have one hundred fifty-six thousand hits, so they need to get going. <laughs> hey, Nick doesn't—he doesn't like to finish second in anything. Well, he finished twelfth. <laughs> Seriously, Lars, you know the man. Will Will Nick see see this and go? All right, we need to have a bigger presence, or some? Will somebody advise him? Maybe, maybe he has been uh, adamant about not not doing that. He he, he 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 texts right. He he's a texter. Uh, he uh, likes to send um, uh, handwritten notes. But um, you know, uh, if uh, if he senses that he is being left behind, then I would think he would change his ways. But he he did it on offense, right? Yeah, and on defense. Yep. All right, uh, you're listening to the Jay Barker Show. It's Brittany. It's myself, Matt Coulter. There's Lars Anderson. Lars is the one holding the puppy. By the way, that's Charlotte. Joseph Goodman, AL.com columnist, next on the World Game. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Want to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 100.9 app today. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, humid summer afternoon. The chance of a few scattered storms through the evening hours. Today's high 95, the low tonight 77. Tomorrow, partially sunny with scattered, mostly afternoon and evening thunderstorms. The high also 95. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back to the Jay Barker Show. Jay, Lars, Brittany. I think everybody needs to see the dog again. May I see the puppy? Yes. I'll hold okay. him front and center. Front and center. And as I do that, 
Oh, she's Can you cute. cut to my camera? So cute. It's the, uh, it's the way to get uh, people to tune into the show. Hold up a cute little puppy dog. Yes. Another way is uh, to bring your friend on. Yeah. Uh, join us now as uh, Joseph Goodman, uh, excellent columnist for AL.com. And, uh, Joe, thanks for joining us. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about um, a, a column that you had referenced, uh, I think, about a week ago on our show, and uh, just about the uh, World Games, and and um, just kind of review the, the, the column for us, and, and we'll go from there. Yeah, man. Well, the World Games, it's a big deal. It starts tomorrow with the opening ceremony at the Protective Stadium. Birmingham welcomes the world. And then they're going to play tug-of-war. They're going to play 33, 58 different sports, and it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fighting sports, a lot of artistic gymnastic sports, a lot of ball sports, a lot of strength sports. Everything, basically, that's not in the Olympics is coming to Birmingham from July 7th to the 17th. So anyway... I'm just kind of embracing this thing as the sports writer here, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And gives um, something else to write about besides, uh, you know, the death of college football <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and we we kind of uh, also talked about this in our last conversation. But how do you think the city has prepared? And um, and, and do you go back to uh, Jay talked about this earlier? Uh, Mayor Lankford, remember we we mocked him when he uh, said uh, put that bid in for for the Olympics. But now, hey, we we do have the World Games here, and uh, and in some of your other columns, you've noted that uh, because of the World Games, we now have infrastructure in Birmingham to perhaps entice future athletic events to our city. Yeah, absolutely, and, and in fact, they've already got the. World Police and Firemen Games, which is a similar type of two-week athletic uh, competition, which is coming in 2025. And apparently that's going to be a lot bigger than this, these World Games. It's going to be firefighters and policemen uh, who compete against each other competitively from all over the world. So, yeah, I, I think that this is kind of like a really cool thing that Birmingham can get involved with, uh, different type of international sports festivals. Um, you know, Birmingham is a, like, mid-sized city, but everything is pretty compact, uh, and they have, like you said, the infrastructure here, um, so it, it kind of works out. Now, as far as La La goes, I mean, yeah, absolutely everyone called him crazy because he was crazy, okay? But you got to be a little crazy, I guess, to uh, dream big. I mean, that guy dreamed big about everything. I mean, it was absurd. But, to, yeah, they, they they didn't get the Olympics. They didn't even bid on the Olympics. Those Olympics ended up going to Tokyo. Uh, but they did, and along with William Bell, who came after Larry Langford, they did bid on these crazy things called the World Games, and, and they're here now. You know, they were awarded to Birmingham in 2015. Uh, Birmingham beat out Lima, Peru, which is an enormous city in South America, they beat out another large city in Russia. Um, and, you know, in hindsight, it looks like the Olympic Committee, which is in charge of the World Games along with the World Games Committee, <laughs> definitely 
dodged a bullet by not having the World Games in Russia this year. Um, but, yeah, the no, World no. Games are, are here. It's been a long time coming. And I'd say that the city is, is, is prepared for it at this point. I mean, it was a sprint to the end. You know, it was like, it felt like uh, the World Games is never going to get here. And then all of a sudden, the World Games is a month away. we got to build the roads. <laughs> Put it in the buses. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> but everyone's kind of been watching it come together, like, day by day. I mean, i got to give these guys who are out there in the streets every day in this heat, like, working so hard, a lot of credit. Because, I mean, they've been working every single day, nonstop, like, three shifts on the weekend. I mean, they've really been putting in the work to get the city ready. And it's, and it's looking really good. I mean, I went down to walk around City Walk which is the new 10-block-long 10 10 uh, linear park uh, underneath the bridges. I mean, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's great. they got the Olympic Village, or they call it the World Games Plaza. It's coming along. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff to do there for fans and, and kids and athletes. And, and I think it's just going to, you know, coincidentally, just kind of be an, a reintroduction to Birmingham for people you know, who always remember coming to Legacy Arena and stuff, and, like, those bridges were kind of like no man's land. And, uh, you know, who knows what went on under there. I mean, it, it's going to blow your mind when you see what they've done to it. It's just amazing. It's beautiful. And so that's a lot of fun. It's going to reinvigorate the city. And the World Games is just kind of like, uh, at the same time, a launching off point for that. Uh, there's going to be a lot of musical acts down there for free for fans um i you can go look up the music schedule they got concerts like all the time they're going to be coinciding with this thing down at the world Games plaza um and i'm just looking some of this these are these like niche sports you know really looking forward to tug of war it's like the most basic thing right it's a rope and two teams and you try to pull each other's mm-hmm. arms out i mean i <laughs> Uh, they got this sport called canopy piloting. They're I in love the Barber Motorsports Park. They're going to fly. These guys, professional parachutists, jump out of airplanes flying above Barber Motorsports Park, zoom down like Navy SEALs, and then they do these artistic dances across a pond of water. I mean, that's insane. So, yeah, I'm going to be there for that. Break dancing and Floss Furnace. Like Floss Furnace, if I had to tell people in Birmingham to go to one place, I would say just get a pass to Sloss Furnace every day because, you know, they have Sloss Fest. So we know that Sloss Furnace can have a great event. They have all events there all the time. So they have sport climbing. They have break dancing, like competitive break dancing, which is just I'm going to be there for all of that. Uh, Beach, handball, which um, is a pretty athletic sport if you ever watched handball uh, on television. Um and parkour, and, you know, parkour is like the gymnastics that uses the structures of, like, buildings and things like that. So, I mean, that, that just seems like it's tailor-made for Floss <laughs> That's awesome. Joe, jo, I was hoping you were talking about, you're right, all the paving going on uh, throughout the city. I kept hoping they would pave between Alford and Highway 31 exit on 65. It's still... Needs a lot of work, but uh, we're visiting with Joe Goodman and uh, Joseph Goodman at AO.com and talking about the World Games. I, we, we were discussing this earlier amongst ourselves, but what is the number as far as the economic impact that Birmingham will have because of the World Games? I have no idea. I, 
I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, <laughs> I do. I mean, they've 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 cited these numbers in the multi millions, uh, you know, and I'm sure that there's going to be a pretty significant financial uh, impact for the city. Uh, but they've also at the same time invested a lot of money in this. Um, you know, they've received a lot of, I think, federal dollars also, which is how you're seeing all these, all of a sudden, all of the interstates uh, being being improved. The, the Alabama Department of Transportation is, is actually the people who designed and built CityWalk uh, amazingly <laughs> for the city of Birmingham. Like, when does Aldot ever do anything like that? Uh, so, you know, they had, they had a big controversy. They wanted to redirect. Uh, I-2059 around the city, but like in light, in lieu of that or whatever, but, uh, you know, they spent $30 million on this linear park downtown, you know, and it's pretty spectacular. Speaking of I-20 and Crazy, traffic, yeah. and I, this about <laughs> I live on... Okay. Oh, yeah? Is that, that it? Okay. I was way wrong. I stand way corrected. Uh, speaking of I-20, though, and traffic, so I live on 280. I know Oak Mountain is going to be um, one of the venues that's going to be used. Talk about, like, the different venues. I think Samford. I saw somewhere where John Carroll High School, I think, is hosting something. So fill us in on, on the different venues and how that's going to affect maybe the traffic flow here in Birmingham over the next uh, couple weeks. Yeah, I, I don't know what traffic is like. I like I wrote in the column today. I think everyone should like all employers should just employees off work, you know, and treat this like city stage, like a huge citywide party. Um, John Carroll High School is hosting uh, like disc, you know, frisbee or whatever. Um, you know, the sport with teams and you, you throw around the disc. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Ultimate frisbee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like what we played in college and stuff. Ultimate Frisbee. And I, I don't know what's going on at Stanford, but I do know that Birmingham Southern has events, and Oak Mountain is going to have uh, several events like water skiing and wakeboarding, I think, is going to be going on at the lake at Oak Mountain. Um, and a few other events are going to be out there. So there's going to be mass transit lines, I know, that are going to run between events. So I'm sure that's going to, uh, you know, that's going to redirect traffic. I, I don't know if it's going to be redirected or what, but, yeah, there's going to be buses, you know, taking people to and from these events from downtown. So I think that is like what a lot of the construction has been for. So, Joe, here's a journalism nerd question for you. Um, how do you decide what you are going to cover uh, when I when I went to Rio, we kind of had a plan of attack of hey, you know, I really want to do like ping pong one day, and I want and I wanted to do all these different events, and I wanted to uh, you know watch uh, like uh, a, a soccer game from a very poor neighborhood, and just try to come up with creative ways to to cover it. But um, you know, you are going to be writing to an audience that may not be incredibly interested in tug of war, and and uh, and, and I, I guess that that can be the challenge with you and your editors. Like, well, 
I need to make it interesting, and so therefore it uh, it, it kind of falls on the writer, which I always found kind of fun. But how, what? How do you come up with what you are going to cover, and 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 do you have a plan of attack for the entire uh, uh, length of the games? Yeah, I do. I, I've got the schedule out in the grid, so I know like generally the places that I want to hit up every day, and I'm just gonna you know humanize these events and make it fun and. Uh, you know, find the weirdest, you know, most obscure angle that I could find and just kind of run with that. You know, I will say that um, part of my inspiration as a columnist and the way I'm, gonna, I'm planning on covering this is the way that Dave Barry, the famous humorist, used to cover the Olympics for all those years uh, for the Miami Herald and for McClatchy News Service. Um, you know, they would send all these sports writers uh you know, to the Olympics and everything, and they would they would cover it very like earnestly, and, and, and then they would send Dave, you know, and he would like find the funniest thing he could write about, uh, and that's it was that's what everyone ended up reading, you know. So that's definitely in the spirit of Dave Barry, definitely how I'm going to be covering this as a columnist. Wow, that's. Um... <laughs> I love that. I love that uh, idea. And um, yeah, and Dave Barry is one of my all-time favorites, Matt. He had a TV show that lasted about six weeks. Y'all remember that? I don't. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. It might have been something I just dreamt last night. Uh, hey, Joe, thanks. Great stuff. Thank you and, so much, And I uh, hope to run into you at one of these venues. Okay, guys. See you. All right. Joseph Goodman, this is a good read, AL.com. And you can also find out he has links to these different sports. By the way, y'all want to take a guess how fast the canopy jumpers go across the water? We'll, we'll do that when we get right back. Back, back, back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205 205- 
909-709-7373 and schedule an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. There must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. Back on the Jay Barker show. Talking the world game and canopy piloting. Jump out of an airplane. One of those square uh, rectangular shoots. The kind of shoots that they dive into uh, football stadiums where they scoot across yeah. the ground. Stop. How fast do you think they're going to go across water? Okay. I'm going to say 40 miles an hour. 56 miles an hour. Wow. Uh, Jay, you got a radar on this? 80. Whoa. 80. 80. Uh, the the one answer that I get most consistently is very close to Lars, sixty miles an hour. Sixty miles. Hundred kilometers per hour. That's sixty miles per hour. Isn't it? That's fast. So, are, is it basically like barefoot water skiing? That's what I was, just th- uh, I was looking at this picture, and yeah, until you slow down. I mean, you, you, you have the length of the water there, but yeah, they're and they're like doing tricks and stuff. 
But they're not barefoot. They wear some kind of like, you know what those uh, swim shoes are? Yes. By the way, great invention. Oh, uh, anyway. This will be, I'm telling you, this will be a lot of fun. If, if uh, people have an open mind and uh, have the have the time, and I know it's not going to cost very much to get into these events, and uh, hopefully this oppressive heat will lift a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought Joe Goodman just hit it on the head. Uh, and, and, you know, it always, these events always become more, significant when you know a little bit about the participants and you and 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 joe just again hit it on the head like he's going to try to humanize uh in his columns the the different people who are um uh performing uh who are uh, engaged in these different athletic endeavors and uh boy for a columnist Matt, you just couldn't ask for anything more than this, these all these sports that we as Americans are not familiar with, but they are really cool to watch. All right, I ask you the same question you asked Joe, and you just give me one, one. Which one? You got to do a column. You want to do a column? You get to pick your sport. What? What? What's going to be? I'd say tug of war, tug of war, uh, just because it is it's fundamental. It is, uh, it's just strength on strength. I mean, I remember writing about, uh, I, I was nervous when I wrote about, uh, 100, 100, uh, the 100 at, um, at Rio. And Usain Bolt ended up winning. And I was then just trying to think about, well, why are we so fascinated with the 100? And, uh, and I, I got, I just went back to our childhood. It's like, hey, Who's fastest? Who can run from maple tree to mailbox faster, right? It is the most sort of elemental of all human sports, all human endeavors of who can get from point A to point B the fastest. And um, and then uh, I remember just uh, trying to go to places where other reporters weren't. I, mean, I always tell my students, when everybody zigs, all the reporters zig and go in one direction, you zag. You go in the other direction. And I just acted like I knew what I was doing, and I was able to get next to Usain Bolt as he was uh, stretching in the tunnel beforehand. And I ended up doing this sort of TikTok kind of story. There's like four minutes opening gun, three minutes opening gun, two minutes opening gun. And uh, I'd have like sort of little paragraphs of uh, of what Bolt was doing and what uh, what the crowd was doing and, and ended up sort of just saying how, this is the most exciting 10 seconds of sports I've ever experienced in my life. I mean, it was just insane. And, and, and uh, you could, for the first time, as, as the runners were getting into the starting gates, you could, you could hear that there was actually helicopters above the, the uh, stadium there in, in, in Rio because the crowd was so silent. It was just uh, it was so intense. And um, so, yeah, I always like try to take readers to places they can't go themselves. And I, I think uh, Joe and, and uh, so many others from AL.com and other outlets will be able to do that. How fast did he run it? Do you remember? It wasn't a world record, but it was about 9.6. I don't, wow. It was some, somewhere in there. And, uh, and it, was, it was, you know, as he's, as he's like approaching the starting blocks, the whole stadium is just going bolt, bolt, bolt. 
bolt. And, and you know, he, he looks just like, he doesn't yeah. look like anyone else there because he's six foot seven. Yeah, he's so and, tall. And, and I was able to do research. It normally takes a, a, a normal sprinter, I think, 35, 36 strides to, to make it to, the, to the, the, the finish line. It takes bolt 33. And so, um, so that's why he doesn't necessarily get, like, the quickest start. But he always would have the quickest finished, and it, it, he might be the most electrifying athlete I've, I've ever been in the presence of. So anyway, I would just try to cover it again, try to cover uh, these different events sort of that way, and then also if somebody does, uh, you know, perform. Uh, and, and also, I, I like writing about people who are on the losing end, I, and I've talked to Jay about that forever. I, I find sort of losing more interesting than winning because there's so many more lessons to be gleaned and discerned from coming up short rather than, you know, being uh, at the top of the podium. But, uh, I mean, Jay, is there a, a single event that you are – I know you're going to be going out of town in a little bit, but if, if, you, if, if you could watch one, is, is there an event that intrigues you? Yeah, I'll be honest, now watching the video that uh, Josh put up on our uh, Fan Insider Facebook page, my gosh, the, uh, the, the, what Matt was describing as far as the, uh, the, these parasellers with these, as, as Josh, I thought, uh, brilliantly yeah. described. He said, you know, the boats, the boats and bayous with the giant fans soaring, they have those strapped to their backs with a paraglider. So yeah. he's exactly right. See, I mean, I those guys are that. flying across the water. I think, yeah. So they're strapped to their back. And uh, I think that and also the drone racing. Uh, which is going to be pretty cool, and then I, that that to me would be interesting to write about because number one is it's the technology of it, and also because I, I, I would think, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but it's going to probably be some. I mean, a lot of younger generation as well as maybe some older generation. So you have a lot of age gap uh, that you normally don't have in sports that you may have in a drone race uh, because of the uh, the technology and younger generation being able to maybe maneuver those things a little bit differently than um, than than the older generation. With the drones, I think that would be really, really cool as well. So, so be fun, fun, fun uh, times for Birmingham. And um, man, I tell you that, that those those sports and the things that um, and you brought up as far as Usain Bolt and being able to uh, go and watch him and be a part of that. I mean, this is the stage these athletes have, and it really is. It's hard to be. I was thinking about this earlier that you know we would probably not have protective stadium. We would probably not have all the infrastructure that's been built downtown. It's going to serve the Birmingham market and serve our, our economy for years to come. Uh, UAB may not have had a brand new stadium to play in uh, th- these past couple of years. So this is something that's really impacted our community before, and, and it's going to continue to impact it through it with the in- economic impact. And then it's going to be here for years, as we've seen with other cities that have either hosted the Olympics and uh, what that's meant for them. So the infrastructure that's been built is going to uh, be something that Birmingham will take advantage of for years to come. Lars has breaking news. Yeah, uh, just seen this over my Twitter feed that uh, Baker Mayfield has just been traded from the Cleveland Browns to the Carolina Panthers for a future draft pick. And um, we'll get into that in our final uh, final <laughs> our final our final uh, segment here. But um, this has long been uh, rumored to be taking place. And uh, obviously, Baker Mayfield was pushed out of his starting job uh, by the Browns' pursuit of uh, Deshaun Watson. 
and uh, and we're still waiting to hear what Watson's punishment is going to be uh, for uh, all of the alleged um, uh, misbehavior of, of his. And uh, I know the NFL is pushing for at least a one-year suspension. And uh, I don't know if the Browns now know something that uh, we don't about Deshaun Watson and his suspension. I doubt it because Baker Mayfield wasn't going to be playing for the Browns anyway. But, yeah, Baker Mayfield, former number one overall pick, is now being shipped to the Carolina Panthers for a future draft pick in 2024 or 2025. Don't know exactly what that draft pick is. I'm sure it's conditional on uh, how Baker performs over the next uh, two years or next or next season. But um, this is big news. I mean, we knew that this was probably going to go down before training camp, and it has. Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers. Looks like Ian Rappaport's the guy that broke that out. Good guy. Used to write here, didn't he? Yeah. Did indeed. All right. This yeah. is Jay Barker's show. Back in a flash. Oh, sometimes I get a good feeling. Yeah. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, humid summer afternoon. The chance of a few scattered storms through the evening hours. Today's high 95, the low tonight 77. Tomorrow, partially sunny with scattered, mostly afternoon and evening thunderstorms. The high also 95. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 89 degrees in Tuscaloosa. On the Jay Barker Show. In case you're just joining us, you're tuned in, you just picked up uh, our streaming. Baker Mayfield has been traded to the Panthers. Jay, we didn't get your reaction. What do you think about this? Yeah, I think uh, Matt is probably, for Baker Mayfield, one of those things where uh, he's happy to finally land in the spot. Um, and look, you know, this is a guy that's been really criticized by a lot of talking heads and people out there saying that, you know, he just didn't get the job done with the Cleveland Browns. And uh, as a fellow quarterback, I've kind of backed him up a little bit and said, look, you know, I think, you know, when you have the amount of head coaches, offensive coordinators, the changing over systems as many times as he had, uh, it's tough for any quarterback uh, to be able to um, get any kind of chemistry or uh, just anything that's fluid for them for, for a period of time. And you need that. Uh, in order, not just the players around you, but the people that are making the decisions around you, the people that are calling the plays and the type of philosophy and, and just the system. Uh, Tom Brady and Belichick were very blessed to have that for so many years together, and they won championships. I think sometimes these owners, they don't realize in the NFL that they're chasing after things that, based on whether it's fans, reporters, or guys like us, talking heads that are talking and maybe criticizing, and they make these uh, these decisions so quickly, and it really affects your, your, your program. It really affects everything that's going on within your organization and especially the guys that are on the field. So I hope this is something that he can get there and, and be a, and an established, be able to be there for a while with the same head coach, the same coordinator. And I think you'll see a different Baker Mayfield myself. So, Jay, uh, the Browns are trading Baker, the number one overall pick uh, from a few years ago, for a 2024 conditional fifth-round pick. 
So number he goes from a number one overall pick to being traded for a fifth round pick. Is this an admission by the Browns that they made a mistake, or should Baker have never gone that high? And and and, and we've talked a little bit about Baker not being sort of prototypical uh, height and uh, and maybe maybe not as much arm strength as 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 we as we thought he had. Uh, just and I know you don't like to be too critical of quarterbacks, but. What, what what has been Baker's problem in, in Cleveland? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just, again, uh, the, the lack of consistency, the number of coaches he's had. I mean, again, you know, having to learn different systems and the players having to learn different systems. So everybody around him, uh, there's just been so much change. And I, th- I think that's going to help him if he can find that finally in his career. And, um, you know, look, the Cleveland Browns, I mean, my gosh, I mean, think about just from coaching changes now to the deal dealing with Deshaun Watson uh, to Baker Mayfield now. I mean, I, I think they're, I, I don't know if they, I, I was really, I, I thought they might based on everything that's going on with Deshaun be able to come back and say, Hey, and he even said this recently, Hey, I, I'm sitting here. I think I'm moving on, but if they want me, they better come after me. And I think that's what he was looking for. And they just decided that they didn't want him anymore uh, as a Cleveland Brown player. So or quarterback. So it's, it's been a crazy situation. The Cleveland Browns, in my, in my, my opinion, have not been run uh, well at all uh, over the last so many years, and, and it's been that way for a period of time. And they, uh, they they seem to not have the answers or someone there that can they can make the right answers and really steer the ship. Brittany, I have to ask you, uh, do you think Deshaun Watson should play in the NFL again? Uh, there are some who are suggesting that he could receive a lifetime ban uh, I know that uh, there's been reporting that the NFL has asked the mediator to um, impose a one-year ban on Deshaun Watson. Just your uh, general feelings on uh, Deshaun. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think I'm your your bleeding heart, second chance person, obviously. Um, but but I think my answer to that is not without him, A, admitting that he was in the wrong and be having some kind of like treatment. Like, what are we doing about this? Like, because he's he's not even really admitting any wrongdoing at this point. And so then, you know, there's nothing being done. And clearly, there's a problem there. There's some issues that need to be worked out in one way or another. And so, you know, sh- should he ever play again? Not not if he's not going <laughs> to be held accountable and do some work on himself. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Look, the Cleveland. Uh front office has taken uh, quite a bit of heat uh, from from fans, from uh, people around the league, and also from reporters. Also from reporters. Uh, that uh, One female reporter in particular wrote a very uh, powerful piece about how Deshaun Watson's signing brought up a lot of uh, traumatic things in her past. Hey, let's, uh, let's break out of here and all go swooping. I think that's kind of the slang term for this pilot this canopy piloting. I am not jumping out of a plane with a canopy. <laughs> Ever. Would you sign up? Me neither. No. No. Me neither. <laughs> I would, right. My, my have parachute a great day. wouldn't come out or something. <laughs> Do this again tomorrow. Y'all have a great day. See you, Jay. Hi, this is Wes McLean.